our gospel reading appointed for this New Year's Eve from the Gospel of John presents one of the most challenging texts in the entire New Testament. It's the story of Jesus's arrival, but unlike Luke and Matthew, John's gospel doesn't describe Jesus's conception or his birth. It gives no account of Mary, shepherds, or angels. Instead, John focuses on the cosmology of Jesus's arrival. The poetic structure of these first sentences in John, which include words that are not otherwise found in the writing style of this fourth, fourth gospel, suggests that it could have been a very early Christian hymn. Listen again to the rhythm of the words that tell us about God without ever saying the word Jesus. Listen. In the beginning, there was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. And then, the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John's gospel is less concerned with the details of the birth of Jesus, and instead he's interested in the spiritual rebirth of you and of me. He wants us to zoom out and in the broadest scope possible to think about the logic that we each use to govern our own lives. John was consciously weaving together two different types of prevailing thought at the time of his writing in order to stake a specific claim about Jesus of Nazareth. So the first type of thought that John uses is, in these verses is Greek philosophy, which was the predominant type of, of philosophical thought in the first century Roman Empire. So the Greek word, the Greek, the Greek quest for truth, centered around reason, which was called logos, from which we get our words logic and logical. So logos was the Greek term for cosmic reasoning, the governing principle which gave order to the cosmos, and the logic of our lives. In Greek philosophy, achieving true, was, true wisdom meant aligning oneself, one's way of life and thinking, aligning all of those things with the logos. That was the goal. The second way of thinking John invokes is of the faith of Israel. These verses refer to the Israelite God who created everything that is and called Israel to be a people. Drawing on Israel's understanding of logic, John mirrors the language of the creation account in Genesis, identifying Jesus as the word, or logos, through which the universe was made, through which all life is given. That same word which God used to speak the first man and the first woman into being. John claims that logos and God were the same from the beginning. In the beginning was the word, he writes, and then concludes, the word became flesh and lived among us. The logic of everything became a human being. Jesus of Nazareth, born to us in a stable, into ordinary poverty in a backwater town, is none other than the word of God, who was with God, who is God. What follows in the pages of John's gospel and in our church calendar are stories 
of the life-giving work of Jesus. It's this logic of the universe who was born, who grew up, learned, hungered, taught, healed, fed, cried, thirsted, and who bled and who died. That is the Logos. When we think of a logical person in our lives, we might think of a person who possesses the virtues of clear thinking, clear writing, fact-checking, and sound decision-making. Logical people don't do their Christmas shopping on December 24th. Logical people listen to NPR. They buy life insurance. Logical people generally are cautious about extremes or unnecessary extravagance. What God did for us in Jesus is not logical. No amount of facts or figures or essays can account for the creator of the universe choosing to become a human being. I like the carefully chosen words of the Mexican 17th century poet, Juana Inés de la Cruz. She writes the following verses. Today you see in a stable the word made speechless. Greatness in smallness. Immensity in blankets. The gift of Christmas is that the word became flesh. Immensity in blankets, says the poet. Through this word made speechless, heard in a baby's cry, God becomes truly available to each of us. The extravagance of Christmas is that God shares in our mortal life so that we might have eternal life. The birth of Christ in you and in me means that God's presence in the world is made through each of us. If ever you start to feel very logical or begin to associate the light of Jesus shining in the world only through the lights of the candles burning inside the sanctuary, think again. Think of God in Jesus, born in a stable with a damp dirt floor into simple poverty. The Logos is the light and life of all people. This is the light that shines in you. It is the light that shines in me. It is extravagant. It is extreme. And it is not logical. So Merry Christmas. <laughs>